Well, first off, welcome everyone. Uh, I'm excited to have everybody here. I'm really excited to have you here, Mark. This is kind of fun. This is, it's been a while since I've put out any of these videos, but uh, um, they're always fun to do and it's always really fun when we have an exciting guest. So thank you for uh, being here. <laughs> yeah, thanks Austin. You got a nice setup here. Oh, thank you. People can't see, but there's a little fireplace going on the side. I know, if we could have, it'd be nice to figure out how to fit that here. I just couldn't, but. Yeah, yeah, this is nice, comfortable, thanks. Oh, thank you, it's, it's funny, we have, um, we actually have a studio upstairs, but we've converted it all into this packing and shipping station for our other business, so it's, it's kind of a mess, so like this is our de facto studio for right now. Yeah, it's but, great, yeah, no complaints. <laughs> well, well, cool, well, thank you. Well, I brought Mark on today because I, I wanted to ask you some questions about marketing, and it's funny because when I first met you, I didn't, like, you told me, yeah, I used to work at Google, and I think you work for Scent now, is that? Yeah, it's called Scent. It's a Swedish okay. public company. Nice, yeah. Uh, so you have a lot more, like, I first met you, like, oh, that's cool. But the more I talked to you, I'm like, holy cow, like, you have a ton of experience just over the years. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to have you on here to talk about that and kind of pick your brain a little bit and sure, <laughs> just get your experience. Yeah, like I said earlier, I started marketing back in 2001. Okay. Uh, graduating from college, so it's been uh, 22 years, I guess. Wow, yeah. It's been a while. So, yeah, <laughs> happy crazy. to talk about any of my experience, education, whatever's most interesting. So, fire sure. away with the questions. Yeah. Um, well, I think first we'll start with kind of what you do now. I'd like to just for everybody to have a reference, you know. So, sure. what kind of, like you do marketing, I know, but that's kind of a blanket term. So what kind of stuff do you do now? Sure. Um, well, my, my title is a Senior Director of Integrated Marketing and Branding. Okay. Um, yeah. Essentially, the, what I do is I drive demand for our product. Sure. Um, we're a market research technology company, Scent is. So okay. if you do a survey and you want to distribute it to your target audience, um, right. we have the connections worldwide to get your survey in front of the right audience. And um, okay, yeah, so. I find the people that want to do research um, through online advertising, social okay. media, public relations, email, you know, anything yeah. that's going to get someone to be aware of who our company is, right. to give us their contact information so our sales team can follow up and establish a relationship. So okay, primarily yeah. I'm focused on, on driving leads for our sales team, but also brand awareness. Um, so people know who we are and what we can offer. Sure. No, I mean, I remember I've done a lot of stuff like that with uh, Qualtrics back when I was at BYU. We do a lot of primary research and probably your exact kind of clients, maybe not students, yeah. but, you know, and actually in the field. Yeah. You know, like running research, uh, trying to Yeah, we work out. with Qualtrics as a client. And, okay. You know, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, it's super helpful to have that because it's finding the right people so you have that that data is so yeah, important. <laughs> it's valuable. And having first party data insights from real people, I mean, that's what we're all about. So. Oh, yeah. Well, that's critical. I mean, really, people are always like, data is so important, but they really don't understand just how true that is. You know, <laughs> yeah, the right. exactly. So. Well, <clears throat> that's cool. I know on the side, you do some other stuff, too. Like, I, I've noticed, uh, for I was watching some of your ice cream videos, oh. you guys... <laughs> You do? It's like yeah, that I kind love of ice too. cream. So I also used to work at Google, like, you know, and oh, yeah. I, I worked on uh, YouTube advertising some. So I would okay. watch a lot of YouTube and I thought, hey, 
if I was going to start a YouTube channel, what would I do? Yeah. I love ice cream, you know, go where your passion is. So I started reviewing ice cream. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't have a big channel by any means, but it's pretty fun, and I've learned a lot by doing it. So. No, I love that. And I think that's kind of that, like, that marketer's itch, right, to, like, jump in. You see other people doing it. Yeah. And, yeah, I want to do this too. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the nice thing about stuff like that today is almost anyone can get in. There's like a pretty low expense to being a oh, for sure. YouTuber or influencer. Like you just need a phone really. And right. I mean like this it. kind of stuff here, like everybody can't see it right now. Like the cameras we have set up, this would have been prohibitively expensive, you know, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, you know, and now yeah. it's, you could do people doing this in their basements. They're doing this yeah, on, it's pretty with cool. their phones on the so, streets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It means there's like way more content, not all of it's good, but like people yeah. that wouldn't even be doing content ever are doing it now. So uh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of want to, that's, I'll, I want to ask you about that a little bit too, how that's kind of changed. But um, maybe let's go back to the beginning. Before I, I go off too much on tangents, and you'll have to help me, Mark, pull me back sometimes because I, I, sometimes I do go on tangents. <laughs> but, yeah, that's uh, fine. <laughs> um, <clears throat> What got you into marketing? Like, was this something that you knew when growing up? You're like, I just, I want to be a marketer. I mean, that's not a, or uh, was it more? Yeah, I don't know if that was that. You know, yeah, I was, was going to say, if that was that, like, I'd be really shocked because I feel like no one gets into that, even like advertising, thinking, I want to do this. Yeah. You know? I guess I did watch a lot of TV as a kid, and I did think, yeah. who's making these commercials? And that's kind of cool, you know, that would be kind of fun. And I don't yeah. actually make video ads myself but i've been yeah. highly involved in advertising of video and display and things like that so oh, for sure i mean they, they all yeah. have to be built on data or they have to be managed i mean that's yeah so yeah. i wouldn't i mean as a kid i'd rather be like a professional athlete or an actor or a comedian like there's things i yeah and you're doing some of those things now a little <laughs> bit right yeah, i still I mean... do a lot of sports and entertainment like i do stand-up yeah. comedy on the side you know once in a while i'll perform and that's so cool. um, record videos <laughs> and stuff so i love that stuff and I, I think looking back i would probably have taken it more seriously yeah you know in my middle age now obviously like everybody in their middle age realizes like wow time went fast like i could have done anything like yeah that's pretty that's typical so but now that i'm so far into marketing career it's a good career and I have yeah. no plans of really changing anything. I well, keep going, it, you know, so. Oh, yeah, and it can help you, too, because you can take those skills and apply them to the things that you are passionate about, too, you know? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, so, um, where, so where'd you go to school before you jumped into your career? Were you in? Sure. Um, well, I grew up in California in the Bay Area, Palo Alto. Okay, yeah. yeah. And um, right around, actually, like, I graduated from high school in 96, which is right around when Google started. Oh, yeah. Um, it's so a critical few years Interesting there. time to be there. But I didn't really appreciate where I was and when I was. Because, yeah. you know, looking back, I was like at the start of like Silicon Valley boom and the bubble. And I could have just gotten an internship or something and been like, hey, I'm in the heart of this whole thing. 
But as right. a teenager, you don't have that perspective. So, well, no, you're around it all the time, right? Yeah, you're around it. It's normal. You don't, you know, in Palo Alto, you don't think anything's different outside of Palo Alto. Yeah, this is the whole world, right? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. But I, I loved surfing, actually. Like on the weekends, I'd go to Santa Cruz. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I went to BYU Hawaii because, you know, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus yeah. Christ of Latter-day Saints. My, my parents and, graduated from there, too. So. Yeah. And uh, it's in Hawaii, like on the beach. So it was like yeah. a perfect fit for me. And I well, was lucky yeah. to get in there. It's, Plus, it's the beach cool there place. is a lot closer than Santa Cruz is to Palo Alto. <laughs> so you get really close access, yeah. right? So I went Ugh. there and I, I did a degree in international business management. Okay, yeah. Um, I think I picked that one because I thought there would be the most job prospects. Right. It seemed like like pretty uh, flexible in terms of what you could do. Um, and then I got a, an internship at the Polynesian Cultural Center in marketing um, okay. my senior year there. So um, that was a cool experience. And I actually did, uh, I did surveys, like I interviewed guests that were doing the luau and the shows. And then yeah. I'd compile all the data and present it to our VP of marketing and be like, hey, we should put up a sunshade over here, you know, because <laughs> right. the people sitting in this section are giving us bad reviews on the food and the music and everything. But I think it's really just because the sun's in their eyes. And we <laughs> did some else is studies like that. And then we'd put up a shade and then they started rating things higher <laughs> and realized that like the whole experience is what counts, that you can't just hyper-focus on one aspect of the customer. Yeah. Um, so I did that for a little while. That was kind of my first experience in marketing. Nice, yeah. That's a, what a cool place, too. You get people from all over the world, too, so that's really good. I mean, it really helps the international business side. Yeah. Like, getting that. And it was a fun place to work, for sure. So. Yeah, I have a lot of good memories there. Did you ever work with Cap? I probably ever saw Cap. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't remember me, but everyone remembers him. <laughs> Everybody he knows Cap. <laughs> main entertainment at the Polynesian Cultural Center. Oh, yeah. I'll have to put a little clip of Cap in here just so people can see. Oh, yeah, he's amazing. So If you're ever in Hawaii, go check it out. It's, it's worth going there. Yeah, it's the, a great place. So. Well, that's cool. So you went there, and then I know you were saying, like, you worked at Google so like, and then it sent, what, what was kind of your journey? Like you said you started in 2001. So uh, what kind of, oh, sure. how did, let's go like, kind of like, what were the stepping stones to, oh, yeah. to where you are uh, now? So I worked, I did the marketing at the PCC and then yeah. I got married in Hawaii, which was great. And then we moved to Utah because my wife's oh, family yeah. lived in Utah and she wanted to be okay. closer to home. Um, and then when I got here in Utah, where we are now, I didn't have a job lined up, so I kind of just put the feelers out. And I ended up working yeah. for a lumber company. Well, it's a distributor of hardwood lumber. Okay. Um, and so we, it was a sales job. So we sold lumber to furniture companies, like cabinet makers, things yeah. like that. Um, and it was fine. Like, I'd say it wasn't like a perfect fit for me and what I wanted to do. But sure. I also had a, my first child back then, so... You know, my, all my focus was like, I need insurance and money. Right, right. No, I get it. It's like, you know, I'm selling lumber or selling ad, ad dollars. It's, you know, hey, whatever. It's, it makes pays the bills, right? You know. Yeah. So I did that for like three years. 
and then realize, hey, this is not like a long-term career that I want to be in selling wood like my whole career. Not that it's bad for people that do it. Like it's going to be a good oh, career. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Um, so I decided to go get an MBA and I applied at BYU because um, I was already nice. in Utah. They have a good program and it was yeah. affordable. Um, so we had, we had bought a house and we sold our house to pay for school and just lived in the married housing at BYU. Oh yeah. Um, and I, and then I remember thinking I was going to do marketing cause I had done that before and I liked it. Um, and I also thought of all the options in business school, marketing seemed the most interesting to me, like versus right. finance, you know, human resources, or, you know, there's different options, yeah. which, you know, some people like different things, but Right. And that's the calling, but yeah, not for and, you. <laughs> and originally I, in college, I wanted to do psychology. Um, but the practical yeah. side of me convinced myself that there's not as many jobs in psychology. Um, but now that yeah. I've gotten into marketing and when I was at BYU in the program, I realized like marketing is psychology in many ways. Right. Um, On a mass scale, right? Yeah. So that's why it's, it's really uh, been interesting for me since. And then... Graduating from BYU, I got a job in marketing um, with the Dow Chemical Company oh, yeah, in uh, yeah. Michigan. So we moved to Michigan and I did like B2B marketing with like, uh, we would make chemicals that would go in food or cleaning products. And then we'd do marketing to like Johnson & Johnson or Procter & Gamble. So it was real B2B oh, yeah. thing to get them to use our ingredients and in their products. Um, and I thought... And I worked with Google on doing advertising um, in that role. Um, and Google, we were paying these big bills to Google every month, like a lot of money oh, yeah. for the advertising. And then the money that we, when we sold things, we had to buy the raw materials, manufacture it, like all these costs. Yeah. And just like in my mind, it finally clicked like, wow, Google is on the much better side of the equation. <laughs> right. They're making all the money. I'm like, they're making like these uh, huge profit margins just yeah. because they have the audience and you're clicking on stuff. So I'm like, I got to work for Google. Like, that's where it's at. Like, I, <laughs> I just thought like, you know, that's that's like the best company there is. Um, and fortunately, they were hiring a position for someone doing advertising, consulting, Okay. In the industrial B2B area, which so is what I... And you I were was, already there. <laughs> I was the marketing guy there. So our oh, customer man. would be like essentially my role that I already had. Right. So when I applied and interviewed, it was really easy. Like, I mean, there were a bunch of interviews and it's yeah. a competitive place to get a job. But For sure. It was one of those rare times where I felt like I had the perfect qualifications for what they were looking for which gave me a lot of confidence in the interviews. Right. I'm like, oh, this is the person you want to buy advertising. Like, that's the seat I've been in for several years already. I know exactly what they care about, what they're thinking about, you know, yeah. the, the levers to pull, the, you know, the bureaucracy that they're going to deal with and the job right. and everything. So I got that job and I worked at Google for seven and a half years. Um, I actually switched into retail area because the consumer side seemed pretty interesting for me. Especially your, your love of psychology, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, so I worked in consumer advertising at Google with clients. So I would essentially meet with CMOs, marketing directors, you know, work on their strategy with them. And they, yeah. would, they would have goals to say like, oh, this year we have to get like 
$20 million in revenue from like online or e-commerce right. or something. And then I would work on the plan with them and then execute and work with a team. Um, so I learned the ins and outs of like running Google campaigns on search, display, YouTube, you know, programmatic things like that. So pretty much like I felt like, oh, wow, I'm getting like a seven year postgraduate education on how to do advertising yeah. in the job. So I felt like that was really valuable. And at, at, eventually it came to the point where the pandemic started uh, a few years ago and I wanted to be it's closer wild. It's a few to, years since, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to be, be closer to family. Yeah. So I, apl- I applied and got a, a different job here in Utah um, for creative ad agency Boncom in Salt Lake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're a great little. They're a great outfit. They're not little. They're a great <laughs> outfit though. <laughs> yeah, um, and that that was a good experience uh, as consumer marketing. We did like yeah. for nonprofits, also for you know universities, like different yeah. types of organizations. But consumer psychology and you know behavioral science was a big part of what we did there. Um, and sure. I ran the media, like the advertising. I was a media director there. Okay. So were you doing a lot of the media buying as well too, the digital space? That yeah. Kind of okay, yeah. The yeah. media buying for digital, also traditional, like billboards and print things too, but oh, mostly yeah. digital um, online advertising. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I did that um, for about a year and then um, a good opportunity came along um, with this company, Scent, where I've been for about two years. Okay. And I'm a senior director of integrated marketing there. Um, but I do the advertising and there's a great team I work with. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the journey. Hopefully that was, uh, no, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So throughout your career, how have you, how have you found continuous education to help you? Like how have you, or better yet, how have you integrated continuous education into your work as a marketer? Oh yeah. Well, good, good question. Um, I love learning things. I mean, I would say YouTube is like a big part of my education. There's actually a lot (laughs) on there, like Ted talks, you know, any sort of like online, I mean, even like universities put their classes online, uh, YouTube videos, things like that. So it was probably when I started at Google, I asked a few people questions and their response was like, well, did you already YouTube it or like <laughs> Google it? You know, like they were, right. they asked like, you know, why are you asking me this question? Like there's plenty of expert expert. In. And so at Google, awesome. like the first year I got there, I wouldn't ask anyone a question unless I couldn't find it anywhere on Google or YouTube. Yeah. Because, the, you know, those were the primary tools we would use. Um, which meant that I rarely asked people questions because almost all of the information is readily available. I know it's crazy. <laughs> I had that with when I was doing my boot camp. I'd have questions, and sometimes I would like thoroughly research it for hours, and then I'd finally go ask them. Like the first thing they always ask was, "Did you Google it?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. "Yes, yes, yeah." But you know, it's 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 interesting because there really is so much, and it's easy to get buried in it too. Though. Yeah. But um, so, and I read a lot of, well, read, listen to a lot of audio books. Yeah. Um, I really love biographies. Like anyone that's a- achieved something for real to me is like fascinating. 
And so I listen to audiobooks all the time about, you know, things that Nelson Mandela or people that have achieved great things, like how did they do this? And they tell their story. And I right. love audiobooks because it's often the actual person narrating it. So right. reading is great too, um, but to hear someone's voice and the intonation and the expression in their voice right. adds color to the story for me, like from their perspective. So. I love Malcolm Gladwell's books because of that. That's the exact oh, yeah. thing. Cause he, and also he narrates his own. You know, yeah, like that's so pretty it, cool. It, so. And it really does bring it to life, right? I mean, because yeah. there's so much that's communicated that way. You know, once again, psychology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really, honestly, really, maybe advertising should be called, marketing should be called just applied psychology. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's, it, I mean, that's <laughs> the part about it I like the most. It's, it's people that we're marketing to. So. I know, and it's always changing. Um, and actually, yeah, this is a great question I have in here. Um, so in this, the ever, ever, excuse me, in the ever-evolving landscape that is marketing and advertising, uh, how have you adapted your strategies to stay ahead of the curve? I guess we kind of already talked a little bit about yeah. that. But. Um, well, I mean, the nice thing about working in online advertising when you have goals and metrics is if something's working, you can keep doing it. And the minute it stops working, even, you know, within a day, yeah. you have to adjust. So I'd say to adapt to the curve, I really just hyper-focus on goals. Like the, the company has goals, you have department goals. And, you know, if I'm doing something that is out of date, but it's working, I don't really care, like if it's working. Right. But if it's not working, then maybe it is out of date and I should be looking around a lot to see what are other people doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I read, I go on to AdAge and AdWeek and sites like that. And I love watching ads of like the top performing ads and yeah. things like that. So I'm always staying, you know, on top of like what's trending from the, the marketing and advertising space, mostly just for my own pleasure and entertainment like i actually like watching advertisements and stuff so. oh same it's like during the super bowl it's i'm not watching the super bowl i'm watching the ads you know yeah like uh i mean especially if they're funny like because i like comedy like i'm i'm always really impressed if a brand can do a funny message that is also effective and like yeah. gets their brand you know i'm always you know impressed by that so oh yeah so I want to ask you a little bit kind of like your experience, like, because I know you've run a lot of campaigns and sometimes, you know, digital campaigns aren't as much, um, you know, super creative driven, right? It's more like data, just trying to A-B test and stuff. But with that being said, has there ever been a, any of the campaigns you've done where you've been really surprised that it performed, even though you weren't sure about the copy or sure about the ad itself? Yeah. Um, I mean, even at my current job now, like we've had all sorts of different creative, like display creative. Yeah. And I've been surprised quite a few times of which ones work for our audience. So yeah. it's not always the ones that look the best or are the most interesting, you know, from our initial point of view. I really just go by the data. Like if even the color scheme, you know, how the layout of the ad, where we put the button on the ad, like I saw uh, another competitor put a button in the middle of their ad in some white space of like download now. And we weren't doing that. I'm like, well, let's try that. And then we put it on there and it started working. Like our performance went way up. Wow. So it's simple things like that, that, you know, at 
visual glance, you're not like, oh, this one looks way better. Like, or you're like, that's just ugly, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, pretty much like as a marketer, you get paid on performance. Yeah. And if it works and people aren't, you know, it's not damaging your brand or anything. Then, right. Then uh, I'm, you know, I'm like, let's give it a go, you know, see how it goes. It's fun with those ads because I always see those and I always look like, wait a minute, is that the real download link? You know, if you go to some sites, <laughs> yeah. you know, like can't tell where the download link because there's a lot of those like download this, but it's not it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, there are people more suspicious. Like even when we send like a follow up email, I think people do get suspicious. Like, is this trustworthy, yeah. this link? Those it's, are some of the yeah. challenges we face, you know. It's a crazy world too. Like you never know. Like it's, we get all the time now. This is ten, you know, tangent, but um get those notifications saying this is from the USPS. We have a package we're holding for you that we're saying is suspicious. Follow this link. And it's like, oh, you yeah. know, AB 37 E at mymail.com or something, you know, it's the, the yeah. follow link, you know, something crazy. Oh yeah. But, and um, I've actually been scammed before and it was painful. Like I lost yeah. hundreds of dollars on a scam. And oh man. And I, at the time I was like, oh, I'm so dumb. Like I work in internet marketing and I didn't even <laughs> see this coming. But it's, I think it's actually been a blessing in disguise because yeah. since that time, I'm super, you know, uh, paranoid, I get, I don't yeah, or cautious. aware, cautious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just mark things as spam and delete if anything looks a little off to me. So I've probably had like, legitimate things come to me where I just marked it as spam. Like I'm Oh, it's, it's, I mean, it's, you ever heard of, uh, uh, MKHD, the guy on YouTube, Marquez? Oh yeah. Yeah. So he, um, he did a whole month and I think this is a trend now where like these reviewers will say yes to everything that comes to them. Okay. And it's like the craziest product like yes show up. Man and, yeah. Like, yeah. yes, man. <laughs> like get everything. So yes to every request to try a new product. You know? Wow. That's pretty uh, funny. I think he had like a, this weird little addition for a mouse and then you know the apple the apple mouse is really flat so it has a little like hump you can attach to it so it makes it ergonomic and then he did a casket as well it's really weird oh but, <laughs> that's anyway. pretty funny that'd be a fun experiment oh yeah maybe i should do that with ice cream <laughs> yeah. so like if someone reaches out to you saying hey we try yeah. our ice cream just say yes yes you know, to everything so like the ranch dressing <laughs> one did you do the ranch dressing i haven't one? tried that one no. uh probably want to do ones that are actually tasty say. <laughs> yeah, I've done some bad ones. I ate an expired ice cream that was like, I bought oh. it at the 7-Eleven down the road. Mm. I found it in there. It was a Superman ice cream, and it was a year and a half expired. And there's <laughs> at the 7-Eleven down here, just so you know, like they sell. Ooh. And I took it to the guy at the counter, and I'm like, this is a year and a half expired. He said, I'll give it to you half price. That's what he said. <laughs> and like, I thought it was like the most insane thing ever. And I bought it, and I did a review on my channel. <laughs> I took a bite and it was really nasty and like I didn't get sick but I thought I might get sick but I don't know. Uh, it probably was nasty when it was in date. <laughs> you know? I know, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's just it's funny. Yeah, it, it makes me scared to eat any of the hot dogs they have spinning on those skewers too. Oh know? yeah. It's like that's so. ice cream's been there for a year and a half over date. But like something like that if you talk about marketing is like now 7-Eleven in my mind is like, these people will sell me a year and a half expired food. Yep. And there's a, a holiday gas station across the street. So I just go to the holiday. 
I'm like, who knows what else is wrong here? If oh, right. That, if that's you know? wrong. Because, yeah, you, you kind of wonder, right? Like and, a company's whole brand is damaged, at least for me. Like, I'm like, I yeah. don't trust 7-Eleven now. It's funny because 7-Eleven, <laughs> their machines never print receipts. So I always go to a holiday for the same reason, like same thing. Yeah, like, you don't know how much they're charging. Well, this kind of goes along with this. So, um, you know, everything today is talking about that, like, you know, social media and how quickly like well this has always been the case like you go to a place and you have a bad experience you don't feel good about the place but we live in a super hyper connected world right now and so how are there any strategies that you would recommend or that you've seen work to still build an effective brand in such a connected world yeah, yeah. Um, well for me it all starts with who your audience is and which platforms they're using yeah um and I've, I do global marketing, so it's different in each country. Like, uh, mm. for example, in Japan, Facebook is the business platform, like LinkedIn is here really? in the U.S. Yeah, and I didn't realize that until I started working with the Japanese people on that. <laughs> that changes all and, kinds of campaigns. And I, keep, and I would even <laughs> say, like, are you sure? Like, we're, this is for B2B, like we're running it in... And so we'd run stuff on LinkedIn and run it on Facebook, and the Facebook one would work much better. Wow. And that's where the Japanese people, business people, spend their time, apparently. Um, Weird. But, but even yeah. though we're like, everyone's connected in some way, every audience has a different, like, favorite platform, really. Sure. And so for me, it kind of just matters, like, you don't have to be on all the platforms because that's expensive and it's hard to do. But you should figure out your target audience, what's like their favorite platform, where you're going to reach them. And then there's most people have a platform for entertainment and then one for like business or multiple yeah. in, in each category. And so you have to ask yourself like on this platform, what is their primary purpose? And like, what do I think I could achieve there? Right. You know, they might not be in the mood for getting business ads on that platform but right you don't want to do that on snapchat or yeah something. or something yeah. like that um and then the also people have a job to do like for for us in doing b2b marketing that's the main thing is like people want to keep their jobs and they want to excel at their jobs and you providing them a service that will help them be successful at their jobs um, is valuable to people Right. And so how do you deliver that in a message in a way where they understand like, sure, this person's trying to sell to me or this company's selling to me, but this actually does make sense. Like it'll make me better at my job. Like right. there's people, market research companies that their job is to do market research for their, all their clients. And if we give them the offer at the right time and it makes sense, then we're just helping them do their job. So right. uh, in the that, context, you know. That is true. And there's not really a lot of convincing if because they, they already know they need it. You yeah. Know? Like so. if you're selling someone something they don't need, like the TV infomercials, it's much harder. Like, right. And they do a brilliant job at that. Like I actually, QVC was one of my clients at Google. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah. I worked with them for a couple of years and that was fun. Like they sell stuff that people don't always need, like a lot of times. Right. But they do such a good job of what I realized there is like the need that they're filling is a lot of people are home alone or lonely or older and they need like a familiar face. Right. They need a, the, the stimulation of buying something that's fun. That's like, 
It's going to make <laughs> right. them give that dopamine rush of like, ooh, I got this cool thing coming in the mail. So like they're, <laughs> right. they're filling like these real human needs with stuff that's like ran, seemingly random. Right. So it's not like someone really needs like four different colored pairs of fluffy slippers, you know, but like maybe they had fun watching the host talk about them for half an hour yeah. and they're excited that when their grandkids come over, then they can show them this funny new slippers that they got, you know, like, right. so there's actual other needs. Like there's like a subtext to everything. Like it's not just the product itself, but oh, yeah. there's a lot more to it than that. Have you ever messed around with the, the uh, practice of laddering? Like going through like, like oh, uh, a like, little bit. Yeah. Tell yeah. Me no, no. It's just, you made me think of that right now. Um, but no, just the idea of like you, you, we used to do this activity and it drove me crazy. Actually, one of my professors and she works at Boncom. I won't say her name, but she's awesome. But this one thing drove me crazy, but I get it. And I started doing it after and liked it. But the idea is she'd go on the whole class um, and she'd ask us, this is a BYU advertising. And she'd be like, okay, what, what was the last, last like big purchase you made? And then she'd ask her, why did you make that purchase? And then like, well, and then she'd keep going one step deeper every time. The question kind of like, why that? And to find that subtext. Oh, yeah. You know, so we could start to discover that. But uh, it's always fun to kind of do that on yourself. Like, why, why did I purchase this thing? You know, it's like, why did I purchase this Pixel versus iPhone? You know, yeah. like, why do I feel that way about it or that way or this way? Or, you know, just keep going deeper. Yeah. You Which know? is the, you know, interesting psychology part of marketing. So. For sure. I mean, because in this day and age, there's... We could buy a thousand things that all do the same kind of thing, but it's like, which one do you need? I guess in B2B, yeah. it's a little different, but B2C, yeah. you know, but. And then there's also people that will simply buy from you because of who you are and right. regardless of your product. Like, yeah. that's why like the best salesman can go to a different company and be just as successful in selling a different product because people right. are, they like the person and. Sometimes the salespeople don't even think they're good at sales. They're just like, I just talk to people. <laughs> it works, you know? Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about QVC because you piqued my interest. Because that's mostly a television thing. So how did, how did you guys step in with Google? Like, were you running Google ads too to help push like, yeah, products? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, QVC does a lot of advertising online. Okay. Google ads, Google shopping ads. We were doing YouTube yeah. ads, like the skippable. Ads. Oh, I guess that worked perfect for infomercial kind of style stuff, yeah, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. The QVC was working on breaking more into like online video shopping, kind of like Amazon does on their channel. They have yeah. very QVC-like uh, experience. There. Oh, yeah, you go on there. They'll do live videos now. And I think they're trying to court creators not too long yeah. ago. And yeah, like I mean, it's, and in like China and other areas, it's a really big thing too, online. So I've heard that. Like they, that's a whole like genre. It's yeah, just like, like people talking about the products and modeling the products and things like yeah, that. Yeah, so. like even past the review thing we have here, more just like straight up like yeah. buying. <laughs> yeah. One, one of the funner projects I worked on at QVC was the marketing director and I had a good relationship. And he actually asked me which of the products I thought they should promote for the holiday season okay, yeah. online, which was, you know, I was flattered that he trusted me enough to ask like a third party that. Yeah. Um, and I was looking at Google Trends and other mark advertisements and saw that the, the digital air fryer was something that was really trending 
oh, um, okay. in, the, in the industry. I can already guess kind of what year that was. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, like 2018 or something yeah. like that. That yeah. sounds right, because I remember that was when I started seeing those pop up everywhere. You know, everyone was starting to talk about air fryers. And now <laughs> yeah. they're ubiquitous, right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. we have one at our house, but so, um, which was cool. So I said, we got to do the air fryer. And then I've seen all the hosts that are hosting different things. And there was a particular host that seemed great for this product. And so I even yeah. recommended which host they should use the product, like how they should do this. And they made video ads. I got to work with their creative video team, which was fun. Oh, nice. Um, and then we ran ads on YouTube and sold a lot of air fryers and it was profitable for them. And that's awesome. It was a fun experience because I didn't actually work at QVC, but I kind of felt like I did at the time. Right, you get to kind of help out with yeah, that. That's um, a fun thing too, going in and working for another company that's consulting or selling it. Yeah. You, you we, get to like play with a lot of stuff, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it was cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, and the, my favorite thing about partnering with QVC was just seeing the operation there. Like, yeah, it's really cool. Like, they've got a host on the set, and there's the camera people, and then there's people behind the cameras with earphones on that are giving prompts to the people that are on the set. So they might say, you know, point to the red shoes because those ones are selling fast and when you touch them, they're gonna sell more, What you know, whatever it might be. I guess because you have the real time aspect too, right? Yeah, so they're talking yeah. to the person and it's live wow. and the person on set, I mean, they're like brilliant uh, hosts and actors there because they can, I don't know yeah. how you can talk about like the same product for 30 minutes straight. <laughs> right. And make it like interesting and keep your energy up. That's why we have to have a whole team behind <laughs> saying, okay, now do this, now do that, you know, because yeah. otherwise you're like, well, we have this object here. <laughs> so that it's was fun. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I feel like I could say it's like a minute's worth of content about it. And then I'd be like, what else do I say? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, that's awesome, though. And that's when you were at Google, right? And yeah, at Google. Yeah. Um, yeah, Google cool. was a cool place to work. No, they're, they seem, they're still really, I think they're still rated one of the top places even now. So, Yeah, it's um, a great place. And, you know, in marketing, um, their whole product, even if you're not working directly in marketing, like even if you're in sales, engineering, whatever, um, most of the product that they sell is marketing. Like it's right. for marketers. You know, so you're yeah. going to learn about marketing, like in almost any role you're in. Oh, for company, sure. You know, I mean, everything, I feel like even their pixel products and stuff, it's all pushing their core product, which is, you know, search yeah. ads. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then at Google, I also got to teach uh, classes to other Googlers. And one of them I started, which was called Think Like a Marketer. Oh, um, so nice. I teach uh, engineering and other functions about marketing, just like yeah. a little internal college type class yeah. about marketing um, and we'd show video clips from like Lorraine Tuhill who was like the chief oh, yeah. marketing officer there and and we'd have marketing case studies so I almost got to be like a little bit of a professor at the same time which was that's fun. really cool yeah yeah you should uh you should make a course like that sometime put it out there you ever yeah. thought about doing that or yeah I'd like to actually like <laughs> My problem is I have like too many things I want to do and not enough time. Oh, like, I get that. <laughs> I get that a lot. I totally like, get that. I have so many ambitions and 
I have to focus and like rein things in and be like, all right, I obviously can't do everything. So what am I going to do with my time? Oh yeah. I feel like that's, that's like the marketer's dilemma. It's a creative's dilemma, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I have kids and a wife and I want to be there and spend time with them. So. Oh yeah. And they always, you know, that's, that's priority one, right? <laughs> so I can totally get that. Yeah. So. Well, that's super cool. Well, do you have any other questions that you thought of that I didn't hit that you wanted to talk about? I mean, I mean, from, from, I guess from your perspective, like what, it, what is the uh, appeal of marketing for you? Like I haven't. Oh yeah, that. I guess that's, yeah, that's good. Um, I don't know. It's funny because for a long time I was in conflict kind of between the idea of advertising and marketing just because I always did more of the creative side, mm-hmm. which is funny because it, it was totally the wrong direction because it's all the same thing, you know? Um, so I think the appeal for me has always been even if I didn't understand the labels of it yet, is just the ability to create something that can actually make a difference. Um, something that can touch a lot of people all at the same time or uh, really effective. I've always loved mass media. Um, and I just love trying to figure out, I don't know, how to convince people, not convince per se all the time, but just help people find new products or push them in different directions they wouldn't have thought of before. So yeah. okay, that's, that's kind of been my, that's my appeal to it. That's why I like it so much. <laughs> oh yeah, that's cool. But that's why I do all this stuff too, is it's, it's kind of funny. like, I love creating things and um, I have the same problem too, like wanting to do too many things. <laughs> yeah. Like right now we're in the middle of launching a soap business and oh, uh, cool. you know, we run some publishing stuff and then I code as I contract iOS development. I do all that. And, it's just, you know, it's always fun. Oh, a lot, yeah. Just creating, but I feel like that's kind of marketing is it's a creative endeavor to, with a purpose, you know? Yeah. It's like commercial art and design. It's, it, um, yeah, it's, it's just fun. It's, it's, it's fun giving a, finding a work reason to be creative, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I'd say the other thing that um, I'd say is valuable for anyone thinking about going into marketing is that yeah. it's more important though way you talk to people and treat people that that you work with than your skills in marketing because you can actually learn on the job a lot but you're never going to get in a position where the company is going to say here's 10 million dollars go invest it wisely if people don't trust you like you feel like that you're responsible and competent and things like that so yeah. You know, whatever job you're doing, if you want to be a marketing director, CMO, you have to learn how to establish trust and confidence in people that you work with because you could be the most creative person in the world, but if someone thinks that you have your own agenda or you're not reliable or you're sloppy, like, you know, oh, this person doesn't like check you know, cross their T's and dot their I's, then they're not going to give, like, it's a big responsibility for a public company to say, you're responsible for this investment, the messaging that goes out, like spending millions of dollars, like, it's a big responsibility. And it's no one's just going to hand that to you without a lot of trust and credibility. So that's like the people side that's critical for the career, you know? Right, and it's like nothing's ever done in a silo too, right? Like, so you have to be able to work with people because yeah. it's big decisions. <laughs> They're not made alone, right? Usually. Yeah. <laughs> and and your, your personal integrity is like your most valuable thing you have. Like, if someone says, oh, this person takes shortcuts or 
they do things that are a little bit off, then like you're yeah. dead. Like it's, you know, you can yeah, find another dead. job or something, you know, but, um, and then working from home, like you have autonomy to spend your time however you want. And you have to like, at the end of the day, be like, did I add value to the company that's paying right. me for my time? You know, so that's really important. And I know that's kind of a, it's funny cause that should have always been on all our minds. But I think when you're in the office, it's you're actively working and doing, so you don't have to, you don't think about that all the time. But when you're at home, it's true. It's like, okay, this is on me now. I gotta get yeah. this, I gotta get this stuff done, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, Absolutely. I mean, I guess in, in any career you're in, but like marketing's a fun career and you need, uh, you need to establish that trust before anyone will put you in a position where you can run yeah. the marketing and like have a budget to spend. And oh yeah, like totally. <clears throat> so if you were to, what, if you could sum up in just a few sentences, what advice would you give to someone that's jumping into the market now? Just like, you know, going into college and about to enter into this new high-tech world of marketing and what would yeah. you recommend? Well, uh, most marketing departments, they hire people based on some sort of special skill. Um, yeah. So decide, even if that's not what you want to do long-term, what is your entry point into marketing? Like, am I a graphic designer? Do I have a degree in public relations, communications, like copywriting, advertising? Yeah. So pick kind of your specialty and get an internship in that, get some sort of certificate or degree in that. And then uh, at your first interview, like make it clear that this is your specialty, but you can say, you know, this is what I'm really good at now and how I'd like to enter the company, but I love learning and I could see myself being like a full, well-rounded marketer yeah. eventually. But um, it seems like what the interviews I've done, done for others um we're not as much looking for generalists anymore right. like specialists it, yeah like most most of the roles we hire for is like oh we need someone that is an expert in salesforce and marketing analytics so you know like there's some specific skills that i yeah. know we need because we'll do our job much better if we have someone that already has those skills right. you know so figure out like you know even just go on job search sites and look at the qualifications even when you're starting college and be like you know google apple microsoft whatever in marketing all of them listed these five things so i'm going to spend the next three years getting these skills and then you know i'll be able to apply to all these companies yeah yeah no, thank you. I think that's key. I, the, the specialization part's key. <laughs> yeah. Like I think he, it's, we, we have too many generalists, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's great to be a generalist later when you have, you know, credibility and the company gives you more responsibility, but right. it's really hard to enter in the company at the bottom as like a generalist, you know? Right. You need a foot in the door somewhere. Yeah. You got to get in with some sort of skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too, totally. Well, thank you so much for coming on and, uh, and joining me. I'm sorry, we went a little over the time I said I would keep you. Oh, but... <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, it's me rambling on. So. No, no, it's, we were both, <laughs> it was good. Um, but no, thank you so much. Um, sure. And uh, yeah, well, I'm looking forward to seeing more of your stuff too. I want, I'm going to go watch more of your ice cream reviews <laughs> and also your stand-up. So, <laughs> All right. Thanks, Austin. And yeah, I enjoyed oh, talking with you about marketing.